0: Hi, everyone. I'm Sheikh, and welcome to Humans of AI, where we meet the people that make the magic of AI possible. Today, we're chatting with Audrey Smith, the Chief Operating Officer of ML Twist, where she works on automating data pipelines and much more. We'll dive into exactly what that means in just a bit. Thanks for joining us, Audrey. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's so <laughs> <something to be laughs> now, my very
0: first question for you, Audrey, <laughs> is uh, how would you describe your job to a five-year-old?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I think, um, I can start by saying that I help prepare data for machine learning products or, or AI products, I would say, maybe. Um, a, a good example is driverless cars. Uh, so, you know, like you have several models that were trained on specific data for the car to recognize pedestrians and other cars and uh, signal on the road and Lanes, uh, different types of lanes. Um, so I'm, I'm one of the people who are helping provide that type of data uh, to be labeled, so that it can like feed the model, and the car can make decision accordingly and safely. Yeah, that, that sounds intention. like a
0: very advanced and precocious five year old, but that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool, awesome. Well, and uh, looking at your. Background, Audrey, you've had a very wide-ranging career across ML teams with experiences at some of the biggest companies like Apple, Google, Amazon, and more. How exactly did you start in, the, in this world? Uh, take us through your career story.
1: Yeah, so I, I changed career twice, actually. I was a, an in-house lawyer in France. Um, and so when I arrived in the in the Silicon Valley in 2014, I had to decide what I was going to do because uh, there was no transfer of mm-hmm. like knowledge. Uh, I had to pass more exams if I wanted to, to work in that field again. And I was always attracted by the tech uh, industry. So I looked into it and I was thinking, okay, how can I enter the field? And one way was to think about my language skills. Uh, and at the time, a very uh, famous voice recognition uh, software who that is developed in Cupertino was looking for French speakers. Um, and so yeah. that's how I started in the labeling field. I was literally uh-huh. doing labeling when I started. Um, but then I got really into it. I understood what it meant, what, what that meant for the model. And, and then, um, I went to Google, worked on uh, managing several projects on the quality control side of things. Uh, and from there I went to Amazon and like slowly, slowly yeah, I went up. The ladder. I ended up spending four years at Amazon, and from there, um, I was helping ML engineering team with a uh, computer mm-hmm. vision project. Um, then went to Leibon box for two years, uh, similar things, helping Leibon box customers uh, with data orchestration and uh, making sure that the data they were getting for their um, for their models uh, was really high quality. Oh, awesome.
0: Do you think, um, given that your background? Started as a as as a lawyer with that academic training, do you think you have a different lens on machine learning from others at all?
1: Uh, that's a very cool question. I I think so. Uh, I'm not a technical person whatsoever, but I understand the technicality of it, and I understand also uh, the operational side of it, uh, which I think is is very interesting. Uh, for several reasons. The first one is definitely I have another way of looking at things. I can um, talk to different stakeholders from like ML engineering team to the business team to the PR team like I did at Amazon or uh, the marketing team. Um, and also I am, I'm really big into data yeah. bias and how to fight it. And I think being a woman, non-technical in that field is making a big difference because the way I'm going to look at data uh, mm-hmm. management um, or, or data quality is going to be very different from an ML engineer or data scientist. And that's just what, in my opinion, should happen in the future. Every every data team should have a mix of skills and a mix of educational background to make sure that data bias is is tackled the right way.
0: That seems like a... Uh, good principle for all teams t- to have, absolutely. Huh. Well, uh, given that, uh, tell us more about ML Twist and exactly what you know, data labeling Ops is.
1: Yeah, so um, ML Twist was founded because uh, of two uh, different things that we noticed with my co-founder. The The first one was, so on his side, was in the ad tech industry for 20 years, buying data for AI. Um, and she always realized at one point that the data was stuck at the data, data science team level because it's a lot of work to get data mm-hmm. ready for AI. The pre-processing of the data, uh, is, is, is cumbersome. It's like not sexy. It's not exciting. It's time consuming. Um, and that's something that like was you know, like things were not getting out of that uh, place and they were not used in the way they should have been used for AI models. Uh, On my end, I realized a lot of different things that were very surprising. Companies that were um, publicly announcing that they were buying data labeling tools, they were acquiring them. Uh, And then a few months later, they were looking for an additional one. And you were like, okay, That's interesting. Something is going on. Um, And in the first 10 years I've been working in the data operation field, I've seen data labeling become more and more complex. Uh, And the ecosystem as well becoming Mm -hmm. more and more complex. So you have like hundreds of tools out there. uh, And and most of them are claiming that they can uh, work on any data pipe. Uh, The reality is a bit different. The reality is that... Every, every, uh, tool that is out there is going to be great at certain use cases. It's going to be great at certain data type. Um, but, but they cannot cover it all. So if you have like enterprise level companies like we work with, uh, that are working on text, image and video, uh, ultimately, if you want to have the highest quality, uh, possible for your data, you're going to have to go with the best tool for it. So, Uh, this customer is currently working with three different tools, uh, to make sure that we get the best quality out of them. Interesting. So we, so we, yeah. So, so we decided to work on that. We decided to not reinvent the wheel. We decided to just, um, stitch all the pieces together, uh, the entire ecosystem and say, Hey, whatever you're working on, there is the best tool out there. And we're going to create automatically with no integration and no code. The workflow that's going to stitch all the pieces you need for your use case mm-hmm. together, from the data labeling tool to the ML Ops platform. Uh, if you need uh, zero shots or if you need like pre-labeling, we can also work on that, and and up uh, all the way to the the workforce, and then reformat the data in the data format you need to mm. train your model. So everything is is, is just you know, uh, in one place, and and so that prevents customers from going after different tools, assessing them, contracting with them, yeah. acquiring them, and then just focus on trading well, the yeah, model.
0: That, the value add is extremely clear there. Um, do you uh, end up working a lot with um, uh, synthetic data platforms as well?
1: We uh, are connecting with uh, a synthetic data platform, but we are not. As of right now, there is not really like a demand uh, for it. So uh, it's something that I think is going to happen in the future. I know that back in the days uh, in my previous life, uh, I we were thinking about using augmented mm-hmm. data or also synthetic data. As of right now, the customers that we have are not. Are not okay, okay.
0: It. interesting. Yeah. Um. No Earlier, uh, one of your comments was around, um, uh, sort of the responsible use of data there and, um, making sure you have a di- diversity viewpoints and team members to make sure that's, um, happening there. Is there outside of making sure that a diverse group of people are in the room making that decision? Are there any technical ways that help to make sure that Data is being used responsibly.
1: Uh, yeah, um, there are like a lot of ways that are being that are being developed at the moment. The one that I'm looking at very seriously and that I would like Emirates to implement in the very near future is uh, a data card. Mm. Uh, that has been developed at AWS uh, by Peter Halman, who was actually my boss when I was there. Um and and the idea is to be able to have some sort of stamp on like what's going on with the data from data connection to the data that is used for the model to make sure that you know it's following um guidelines. It could be internal guidelines, it could be also at the at the legal level, depending on where you are. Is the data like going to certain countries? Is it getting out of the cloud? It, um Things like that. So, um, so I think that's a, a really good way to make sure that the companies that are developing the model become really responsible for what happens to their data. And they start seeing where we didn't know. Um, and that, that can include also the workforce. Uh, and that can make sure that, you know, uh, when you are also working with the workforce, you're going to be able to select, um, a group of people that are going to be um, representative of the future customers that you're going to have, uh, because it's very important that you know the neighbors are reflecting of uh, of uh, of the people that are going to be using your product. Otherwise, you're going to have bias your data, and it's it's always going to be there. But you need to try at least to reduce. So
0: it. It, it almost sounds like having uh, nutrition label guidelines for ML models. There, exactly. Awesome, yeah. but also it's scary to see. <laughs> it, I think yeah.
1: it's necessary. I think that everyone, like every actor in the field should be responsible yeah. for what they do. Well, with, um, yeah. Along so, yeah.
0: those those lines, um, with all the um, buzz from the BU AI Act and different types of uh, regulatory frameworks coming up in the U.S. as well, is that have you seen that manifest in the customer conversations you're having? Are people talking about it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, depending on who you're talking to. So like our customers are essentially US based, but as soon as you start talking with customers that are or prospects that are in Europe, that's like really one of the main concerns is that like where is the data going? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna leave? The cloud, uh, I, I cannot, you know, like, you need to be able to keep my data stored in Europe. So that's, that's definitely part of the conversation. Uh, and that's something also that we are well aware in California, which is like also really, uh, into, into implementing some, some sorts of guidelines there as well. And, uh, and, and yes, this is definitely, uh, something that is discussed, uh, as soon as you get into sales conversation with companies.
0: Awesome. Um, shifting gears a a little bit. Um, what's it like being the chief operating officer at a growing startup? What fills your day to day? Uh, I am doing everything that needs to be done. So, uh, it could be, uh, it could be,
1: um, you know, anything, uh, whatever needs to happen in the day. So that's very different from like my previous jobs. Uh, and But I'm also happy to do it because I'm learning so much every single day. So um, I'm helping with the fundraising because we're raising for our next round. Uh, I'm helping with, uh, you know, hiring, uh, uh, but also anything in between. Like uh, if I need to make coffee, <laughs> I will make coffee. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's a very, every day is very different. Um, but it's, it's, it's very exciting. It's just, uh, a lot is going on right now. And that's like really a yeah, nice Yeah, Awesome. Place to be. Are there any,
0: um, uh, major conferences or, or events coming up that you and your team will be at? Uh, so, uh, David, our CEO is going
1: to present at nice. OGSU West. Uh, I think it's coming up soon. Uh, honestly, I I, I forgot You're about. Busy the day. doing everything else. Um, we are. Yeah, <laughs> I, need, I need to get better at that. Um, and then we are also uh, part of a capitalist program uh, with our investor mm-hmm. uh, stage two. Uh, and there's going to be a demo day coming up. I think it's on the sure, twenty fifth awesome. of October. So next week.
0: Uh, so that's like two things that are uh, coming cool. up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, two more quick questions for you, Audrey. Uh, one is say I'm just starting my career right now and I'm really interested in um, in data pipelines and responsibly using data to train ML models. What types of roles and companies would you suggest I look at?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, so data ops so like the first thing I wanted to mention is that I created a group on LinkedIn, a community for data ops people that's called data Ops for AI because I was really like looking at it like in a way that we were kind of yeah. invisible. Everyone is talking about data centric AI and that's the core of what we do on on every, like every every single day. We are focused on quantity, whatever it means. Um, and, and we are talking a lot about data scientists. We are talking about a lot about ML engineers and that's generally like really much needed. But like the data ops people are really need the ones that are cross functional, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier. And they are kind of like, you know, bridging, uh, the gap between the different stakeholders and making sure that everything runs smoothly, uh, for the data pipes and for the data workflow and for the quality of the data. So. Um, I think that there is no degree. The only thing that there is is just like jumping in and and, and you can come from a lot of different uh, educational backgrounds as long as you are detail oriented, passionate about AI um, and that you like you know uh, having business conversation and and just, and, and also like uh, enjoying having some technical discussions. When I started at uh, mm-hmm. Amazon, uh, I was part of uh, meetings with ML engineers, and I had <laughs> no idea what they were talking about for the first three months. I was like, "What am I doing here?" Uh, but then, like, you just learn on the go. There are like a, lot, a bunch of, of uh, resources that you can check to learn. But like, there is nothing that's going to replace yeah. just going for it, and then and then you know start at the very beginning of it, like I did. It could be labeling, it could be quality control. And, and go for it, but uh, AI is everywhere. This is literally everywhere at the moment, from the insurance companies to, uh, uh I mean, like if you think about like gardening uh, shops, they do AI right now, uh, it, it's everywhere. Um And like, I was in a position at LabelBox or even right now to check that this yeah. is happening across like all industries. So that's a very exciting time for us. And we're going to need more and more data Us people to, to help. Um, so it can be, there are a lot of keywords that you can look for from labeling to annotation to quality control for data to workforce management to data pipeline. It's just, it's, there is no one single title. And, and even at Labelbox, I had to come up with my own <laughs> titles for my team because that doesn't exist. So, uh, it's, it's pretty creative in that field and, and just like, you have to look for a lot of oh, different keywords. Your
0: enthusiasm for is certainly contagious. I'll, I'll make sure to put a link in for the uh, data ops okay. for AI LinkedIn group in the description here. Um, and Thank the very you. last question for you, Audrey, is um, if someone wants to chat with you to learn more about ML Twist, uh, what's the best way to connect with you and your team online?
1: LinkedIn Okay. That's the best way. Uh, you can you can reach out to me at Audrey at ML right.
0: Nice and easy. Well, Audrey, uh, uh, thanks again for for the time. This has been a lovely chat.
1: Oh, it was really great. Thank you so much.
0: This podcast is brought to you by H10. Part about advanced technology that never changes is the need for the right people to design, build, and manage it. H10 offers just that with an on-demand talented management service that covers all aspects of engineering, program management, and AI. Trusted by over 400 companies, including half of the Fortune 10, H10 is here to help lighten your load and make you the hero.